Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Today, I am talking to you from beautiful south of France, and I have my very handsome, very beautiful husband here on the show with me as well. Welcome to the show for the, I don't even know what time, Dennis Ronneveld. Bonjour. <laughs> Is that the extent of your French? No. There's another word you I, say. I, I have a, I have a, I have a list. You have a list. What, tell me what you say. Au pair. Au pair. <laughs> you know the the English words that are made that are taken from French. Fromage. <laughs> Fromage. Cheese. There's one more. Bœuf. <laughs> parapluie. Oh yeah, parapluie. <laughs> It's 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 interesting to me because we always travel places where I know how to speak the language and I don't speak French. And it's very, very frustrating to be in a country where you can't speak the language and where they don't speak English. But you're fine with that. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Yeah? Sometimes it's a little frustrating because you want to communicate, but I really like it because it's it's different. It's not It's not one of the four languages that we get on the island. Right. So it's fully... There's a lot of hand gestures and... Uh, a lot of uh, making... Uh, <laughs> what's that game called again? Where you have to like... A uh, lot of charades and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, same. I made a, a huge fool of myself yesterday when I was... Uh, like. So we are here in France, for anyone who doesn't know. We're here in south of France because my best friend is marrying Dennis's best friend in the union of a lifetime. And <laughs> the wedding is hap between Patrick and Olivia. It's happening here in south of France, where Olivia grew up. Um, so Olivia is teaching me little bits of French and I, I took French in school along with like a few other languages, but I, I, nothing has stuck. And then yesterday I was trying to say something like I need a blanket or whatever. And the waiter I asked, like he spent an hour laughing at me. He would like return to the table, look at me and laugh. And then he went away and then he came back and he laughed. I just, I just, I think I should just give up. French is not my language for sure. But how do you feel um, being here? It's amazing here. I think this is the, the the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Right, you keep saying that. Yeah, in your whole life, from all the places. From you've all been. the places I've ever been, this is the furthest of anything I've ever imagined. What did uh, you think? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think much. I didn't think anything. I thought it's, it's Europe. I feel like sometimes a lot of things in Europe kind of seem to look alike, even though everything has their own culture. And this is so so different from everything. Like the way the buildings are made, the architecture, the the yeah, the flowers, everything grows here. Everything like all the here. greens, yeah. it's it's yeah. It, I'm still getting uh, it's still hard for me to understand why everything is so pretty. <laughs> everything is so pretty. I mean, anyone who's been to South of France knows it's just one of the most gorgeous places on earth. I, I have a hard time understanding Olivia grew up here. Like she got to live. Yeah. So the house we are in right now, it's the most gorgeous house just on the countryside and it's surrounded by olive trees and there's uh, cherries. cherries everywhere and figs and lavender and lemons. I mean, everything just grows. And they have their own little olive. They make their own olive oil here, uh, like, uh, you know, in the garden. It's just so beautiful. I can't even believe it. The market yesterday. Yeah. That was like... That's uh, nearby town, 10 minutes away, but it's also really, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so special. I, it makes me want to, like, stay here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hardest part, so we've been traveling now for three weeks. Yeah. Only three? Nothing. Feels like a long time. Feels like three months. Uh, it's maybe two and a half weeks even. Really? Yeah, because we've done a lot. Like, we started we started south of Spain, so we, we saw my dad in, in Marbella, and... Uh, we borrowed a house from a family friend there, and and then we uh, had Olivia's bachelorette party, so you were alone with the baby. Yep. And then we hopped back to that house, and then they came back. The owners came back to the house, so we had to change early. early. Yeah. And then we had no place to live, and then we randomly got to stay at this gorgeous hotel, um, thanks to a friend, which was just such a super nice experience. And then from there, we were supposed to fly to Marseille, and then from Marseille, it's like forty-five minute drive to Olivia's place. And then there was a strike. So, yeah. which apparently is really common in, in France. In France, <laughs> you can Google like strike. They schedule strikes. Yeah. That I have a hard time. Like, yeah. why they strike over the weekend? Yeah, I, I, it's 
very convenient. Very convenient mm -hmm. and very French, apparently. And I think it's yeah, it's super a super cultural thing. But so our flight was uh, was canceled, so we couldn't fly where we were supposed to fly. So we decided after lots of back and forth, okay, we're going to drive or we're going to fly to Barcelona, and then from Barcelona, which is north of Spain, drive to Marseille, which is about four to five hours of driving. And that whole part was actually really smooth. Yeah. I was a little yeah. panicky about that. Yeah, you're panicky about a lot of things. I'm panicky about most things, but. The baby did the best. I mean, out of all the traveling, yeah. that was the best part. Yeah, she was happy. She was, she was, she slept for two hours. Then I was super happy for an hour, and then the last hour, I felt like you had to entertain her a lot. Entertain her. Yeah, I but, saved the iPad for like emergencies. The yeah. last forty minutes, I was like, okay, Lion King on cue. <laughs> on cue. Yeah, let's do it. No, but maybe she's just a car baby. Like you know, she's definitely not a plane baby. Uh, yeah, I I keep saying this. She can be. Uh, When she's in a, a seat, like at dinner, like a child seat at dinner or in a car, I feel like she does a lot better than when she has to be in someone's lap. When she's in someone's lap, she has to squirm, she has to wiggle, she has to get away. But as soon as she's in her own seat, it doesn't matter if she's strapped or not, she does really good. So yeah, the, She feels like she has more independence, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the plane, as soon as she has her own seat, when she's old enough to get one, um, it might become easier. Or oh my God. I can't wait for that day and I'm also dreading that day. <laughs> but no, I'm really proud of proud of her. But then, yeah, we made it here. So, I mean, it's been two and a half or three weeks, but we've done a lot. We've moved. Place. It's not like we went on vacation to this one place, unpacked, and then we've spent two and a half weeks, you know, vacationing there. We've really been around. Yeah. And you love that. I love it. And I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think at some point you're going to stay at home alone and I'm going to be traveling with this baby all over. It seems like it. I don't know. What is it that you like about just going all around, you know, changing things up all the time? I'm from a little island. I didn't see jack shit until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I get to like see the world and every time we see like a corner like this or we come to a place this beautiful, it just it makes me wonder what else is there to see? Like if like I know nothing. So I feel like I'm young. Uh, we're in our primes. We're not like old and tired, you know. I'm old and tired. <laughs> Definitely <should>. tired. <laughs> so we should be able to. And then uh, I went, uh, I can't remember, like three weeks ago, I went for a half, a half Ironman in... Uh, a month ago, yeah. A month ago. I went for a half Ironman in uh, Florida. And then I see like this mom traveling alone with two little babies and like not complaining and i know it's, it's do you, what do you think mindset. is the most challenging part about traveling is it me or is it the baby it's you by far i mean i'm starting to understand it's, that it's but before you and the that baby, dog <laughs> shut up about the dog <laughs> the dog is fine before the baby it was never like this i mean it was always like it's it never was like it this. was never easy traveling when we started traveling together that's yeah, a nice way of saying not with you but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traveling, especially with Ringo, it's always been... For like, you, that's yeah. so weird. We have totally different experiences. Yeah, for me, that's been really... Like the getting on the plane and getting off the plane with a dog and then with a security that doesn't like dogs or does like dogs. And it's like all these things that we can't control coming into place. And then I have to be on my A-game, best prepared. In case something happens to Ringo, that means that you're going to get a panic attack and then I have to handle <laughs> that shit too. So there's a lot of stress coming with but that. I feel like it's so interesting because for me it was always super easy to travel with Ringo I was never worried about Ringo you're always yeah. like what if they take him what if we get to a country and you know he's not allowed in like what if what if and I was like why would that ever happen I felt so calm yeah. with him and safe and now with the baby I'm completely freaked out and you are so chill <laughs> yeah why yeah why I mean I know they're the, not going to take the baby when we yeah the baby's <laughs> allowed everywhere <laughs> The baby doesn't need a service of baby yeah, card. Yeah, but I mean, like when Ringo goes on a 10-hour flight, he doesn't spend the whole flight barking. No, as soon, baby as, as, soon as we get on the plane, I'm relaxed. Yeah. But from like getting from out of the car, checking in through TSA twice in Aruba, and then onto the plane, that for me is the the hardest thing. It's the most challenging thing. And now I feel like traveling with both of them, like you don't even know that Ringo is there. Yeah, but that <laughs> like, stress that I have is still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i wonder where this is going to take us if we're going to go like more toward your way or more toward my way or if i'm going to mellow out and you're going to mellow out and you know like maybe you'll mellow out about the dog and i'll mellow out about the baby oh the dog i just stepped away <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys have, didn't really step away you guys have to do everything me and ringo we can do it ringo is an easy i just need your help to carry him yeah i carry yeah. him that's yeah. no problem 
Yeah. But I guess for me, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is, I mean, it's been almost three month, three weeks of vacation, but I'm really tired because for me, I love, like I really realized that the first place we were staying didn't really have like closet space and, you know, we're in right. our suitcases and you are the messiest person on fucking earth. Like sharing, <laughs> sharing a bedroom with Dennis is like sharing a bedroom with a little tiny like tornado. <laughs> like you don't know what's dirty laundry, what's clean laundry. Everything is in a ginormous pile. And then he'll pick up a piece of clothing, smell it and be like, ugh. Yeah, this is probably good. And then yeah. pick it pick it back up. And it's just all over. And I like to unpack, you know, organize my stuff, have it folded, hang it neatly. And then I know like, okay, I've arrived here. Like I like to make a little altar. I like to roll out my yoga mat. I like to make a home where I go, yeah. which is hard to do if every two, three days you're changing place. Yeah. So I realize now like I, I would have rather done like, okay, two weeks. Like I would have loved to do two weeks in South of France. For instance. Yeah. We should have just... We Aren't could we have. here two weeks? Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, so technically, <laughs> here again, technically, we are south of France for two weeks. We're here at Olivia's place for four or five days, and then I go to LA tomorrow. And I go to Amsterdam. You go to Amsterdam, and to then you go back to, down. to drive back to south of France <laughs> with a gang of bachelors. <laughs> Twelve guys in a van. They're gonna drive Amsterdam to Biarritz, and it's okay when this podcast is out. Patrick will already know. I don't know. Isn't it out before he knows? No, he will know. He doesn't listen to this shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he's going to drive back. You're going to drive back to South of France. Yeah. And then I'm in LA for two days. And then I come back and then I have no place to stay. Like I, Olivia's place is full. And then, you know, my mom is here at some hotel. And I have to find a random place for two days. And then we're going with Olivia and all the bachelorette girls. You're going with all the guys somewhere. And we're going to be in another place for two to three days. And then again, we're like back at Olivia's or we have to rent a place. You know, like we, we didn't plan this but when do we plan i feel like i i i, I plan yeah <laughs> i spend so much time planning and preparing and it's just i don't know maybe we should just stay here like we stay an extra week we get like a little house somewhere and we just stay an extra week and we do nothing that could be a thing i'm looking right? forward to stockholm too to be honest yeah but we have six weeks in stockholm so i don't think time. it's true it is true really yes okay well anyway I, 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 yeah, and this has been a new realization for me, actually, that this whole, like, non-relaxed traveling person now that I am. Like, I really like, I like the experience of arriving at a place. Like, being here, I love it. It's the most beautiful space. It's absolutely amazing. I'm so happy we're here. Being in Barcelona was amazing. Like, so nice it to be there. so great to walk around with a baby all over the Super town. Super fun. No, but that, yeah. I mean, that was really, really yeah. great. And being in Spain was, was beautiful. It's the in-between shit, like getting to and from and then packing and repacking and doing all yeah. this stuff. And one thing it's is... part of it. You don't do any packing. Yeah, I do my own packing. Y yeah. <laughs> I pack my own shit. You don't pack anything of the babies. Like you don't know where her food is or her stuff or what's in like carry-ons and hand luggage well, and my job, bag. My, my job is to drive. Yeah, but still, and I mean, that part is like, at least for me, it's like stressful making sure we have all our stuff together. But then I'm also thinking, okay, like, isn't it the most amazing problem to have that traveling yeah. is hard, but you could also just choose to stay at home and live in one place. Yeah, that sounds boring. Sounds boring to you, but I kind of want to do that. Yeah. I would be fine if we didn't go anywhere else. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. My family and I are traveling all through Europe over these next couple of months, and maybe I know better than anyone that being on the road can make healthy habits slip, especially staying on top of your regular toothbrushing routine. The truth is, most of us are brushing our teeth the wrong way, whether we're on the road or at home. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. Quip has combined dentistry and design to make the perfect electric toothbrush. More than that, Quip eliminates all those difficulties in keeping on top of your oral hygiene. This toothbrush packs just the right amount of vibrations with guiding pulses alerting you when to switch sides. Brushing will be the right amount of effortless. And Quip offers all of this and more at a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. Quip is easily my most refreshing travel companion. No charger or wires means Quip is compact and light. Its wireless mirror mount declutters your bathroom and doubles as a travel cover. Brushing twice daily has never been easier at home or on the road. Quip also offers amazing subscription plans for your health, not just convenience. You're delivered new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. It's no wonder that Quip is loved by everyone. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's best inventions, and they are the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of thousands of happy brushers using Quip every day. One of them could be you. 
Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash yogagirl right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yogagirl, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash yogagirl. The world is changing now more than ever. We all need more than one source of income, but not everyone wants to quit their jobs and become a startup founder. That's what Side Hustle School is all about. It's a short daily podcast, seven days a week, that tells stories of ordinary people making extra money without quitting their jobs. The host, Chris Gillabo, also has an intriguing new book out there this month called The Money Tree. It's an engaging story of how you have the power to create your own financial destiny, something that's especially important in this time of uncertainty. Get your copy of The Money Tree today from any bookstore or online retailer. Learn more at moneytreebook.com and listen to Side Hustle School wherever you get your podcasts. So this, anyway, has brought me to, and I shared this on Instagram, I think yesterday, this shift of identity for me. Like from being this, I mean, when we met, like I was this total hippie girl person. Like I yeah. literally did not have a home and I was really, I wanted to keep it that way. Like I was really content not having a place where I lived. And I would go from country to country or place to place or job to job and then literally just try to make money to travel and see a new place and then just continue like that. And I was content doing anything, whatever, like really didn't mind anything. And now I have, I don't know if I've evolved or if I have like regressed. <laughs> I am now this, uh, this very opposite of that. Like I like to be in one place. I don't like to move. I'm also much pickier about how I travel. Like I like to travel comfortably where before I would be fine. Like I would be that person if anyone, you know, was at an overbooked flight and they were like, oh, we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card if anyone wants to get off the flight. I was like, hell yeah, like Atlanta. Like <laughs> that sounds like a fun place to hang out for the day. And I would get off the plane so that I had an extra hundred dollars to spend, you know, doing something and explore that city. Now, like the thought of me standing up <laughs> being like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give my seat up, you know, never in a million years, whatever happened. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, or if it's just something I shouldn't label as good or bad. I, I think we're, you're, or we, or you are in a transitional period. I think as soon as the baby's uh, a little older, a little easier to travel with, it's not going to be a problem anymore. I think the only problem we have is that we need to learn how to travel light. <laughs> Speaking from uh, Mr. No, Mr. Uh, me too. Mr. Shopaholic over there. <laughs> yeah, I love to shop. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. I, for me too, for you. For Let's talk about your shopping. You love to shop. You love to shop. You live in a place where you cannot do any shopping. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Except for board shirts. Yeah. I mean, you buy like bike bike gear online yeah. and board shorts once in a while at the surf yeah. shop in Aruba. That's it. And then we go someplace like we went to Spain and then it's just like, oh my God, a mall. <laughs> and he spent two days at the mall looking at shit he doesn't need. And I'm like, how is this interesting? I think, I don't know. I Like a pair of jeans of mine. I think the last time I went shopping for that was like five years ago at our wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I remember. Do they still fit? Yeah, they still fit. They go a long way. <laughs> they stretched with me. <laughs> but uh, I, when I do go shopping, it's we go shopping. But then it does nothing happens for like five years or f three years. So right. I don't know. But now you, you were stressed out because you didn't have space to, to put your shit. Yeah, we're traveling. I have to travel with three suits for this wedding because it's a three-day wedding. Uh And we all have like certain outfits that we have to match the groom. <laughs> He's so picky, Patrick. Oh my God. You're going to look awesome. <laughs> I hope so. I'm trying. No, it's going to be perfect. So I went, yeah, I had to buy all these clothes that I don't have because that's not what I wear. And then I'm going to put it back in a closet for another You shouldn't though. You should wedding. start wearing it. Suits? Yeah, not just suits, but like the jacket or the nice shirts that you bought now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's the thing. You get like, at least that's how I feel. Like like now, like I have all these really nice things that we have. We're just going to get them for the wedding and like beautiful earrings and things that I wouldn't normally wear. Yeah. Like it would be nice to just, you know, in Aruba, all I wear is yoga pants. All you wear <laughs> is board shorts. And that's just how we live. Yeah. Flip flops. Yeah. It's nice. I miss home. I really I like wearing clothes. You really like wearing <laughs> clothes. Oh my God. Isn't it funny how we've like, like we've like gone toward, like we've crossed kind of. Well, for people to have an idea, you grew up in a country where there's seasons. And I'm sure most of the people listening to this podcast live in a country where there's seasons. I live in a country where it's 30 degrees Celsius, which is about 90 degrees Celsius the whole year Fahrenheit. round. Uh, 90 degrees Fahrenheit all year round. So that means all I can wear is a light color shirt. Because if you, if you wear a dark color shirt, even if it's like a dark green or a dark blue, you're going to be sweaty. 
you need to wear shorts, a light, like a thin <laughs> shorts, and then flip-flops. Anything else you wear, it's gonna be you're gonna be sweating if you're outside. If you're at the office working in the AC, it's a different story. But yeah. if you're just being normal, then just wearing pants is like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can ask any of the the um, yoga teachers that moves to Island Yoga for us to come work with us. They they come with all these like beautiful kimonos and like scarves and like all hippy dippy. And then after a week, they're they're basically yeah. almost naked with flip-flops. I know. We had to implement a, a, a little dress code for our working team at Island Yoga because everyone was just hanging out in bikinis and customers never knew like who to ask. Like, are you like hanging out here just at the beach or are you like working here? It was a huge shock for everyone, including me, <laughs> actually. But I mean, yeah, it is a good thing. It's nice to dress up. It's nice to... Do you ever get the feeling like, okay, this is like the real world, you know, when you go to Europe and... Where we are, no. No, not here. This is fairy This is tale. like paradise fairy tale, south yeah. of France. I'm like, who lives here? Of course, Olivia would live here, of all people. Like, <laughs> the Rothschilds would live here. Oh, I'm getting so many comments. Every time I, I talk about Olivia and Olivia's family a lot, um, through social media, people start commenting super weird shit about the Rothschild family and that they're evil and the bankers. And she's not from that Rothschild family. They have no relation. It's, a diff- it's just similar, same name, but just a totally different family. So... There's no Illuminati or anything <laughs> going yeah. on here. We had to have that whole conversation yesterday with yeah, Olivia's dad. He was like, Illuminati is like, we're, we're Jewish. <laughs> Illuminati is like a Catholic thing. It's like a Christian thing. We're all Jewish. Like, no. And it's not the same family. But no, it's, it's, it's really funny. But this idea of like the real world being, I guess, not Aruba. Yeah, for me, I, I don't know what... For me, Aruba is the real world. Like, I, I went to Barcelona in the, in the city... And it's just concrete jungle. It's it's like a it's like a show. I go there. It's I guess it's the same as like when they go to Aruba and they look at the beach. The beach is a show. And for me, it's the opposite. The the, the cars and the, and the you buildings. Sound like you're like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Like what's that? What's that Eddie Murphy movie? That oh, Coming to America. The Coming to America movie. Like Dennis is taken off of his little island. This Caribbean boy has never seen a car before. <laughs> Look, a building. <laughs> what's this under my feet? What kind of grass is this? It's concrete. <laughs> That's how you feel. You've traveled. No, with me yeah. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the world. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Now that, I, like, every time we go to a new place. You're like, I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't seen shit. No, but I guess that's me before I was 20. Or when did we meet? I was 23. You were 21. 23, 21, yeah. I used to go to Holland a lot to visit my father's side of the family, like, every summer. But besides that, like, I went to Costa Rica maybe two or three times. And New York. <laughs> yeah. To visit his ex-girlfriend, yes. At the time, girlfriend. At the time, clearly, at the time, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I, I don't know how you would do living permanently in a city. Me either. I don't I think I could to. do it anymore. No? No. No. I think about, I don't know, <laughs> like me and Olivia were talking about this a lot. So, like, I'll talk to her in the day and, you know... I look at her, she's on maternity leave every day. She's at a new cafe somewhere in the city and, you know, wearing these cute like clothes and it's, it's been a little chilly and everyone's hanging out together, all our friends. And, you know, it's like a city life is a different thing. Everything is at your fingertips all the time. And there's so many things to explore and concerts and shows and theater and museums and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, oh, like the grass looks so green over there, like the Stockholm life and being on maternity leave, which I, I didn't really do. And then I was telling her, I was like, oh, you know, I'm so jealous sometimes like when we talk and you're like hanging out over there and doing this. And she's like, what? I'm jealous of you all the time. (laughs) And there's our baby. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. My morning wouldn't be the same without a cup of coffee. But do you ever take your coffee with a small dose of guilt? Well, I know I don't anymore. Now my morning cup of coffee is healthy, delicious, and mixed with mushrooms. Yeah, you heard that right. Mushrooms offer amazing health benefits, and combining them with my morning cup makes the perfect blend of a delicious, productive, and happy day. My brother and I are addicted to this super drink, and I have a feeling you're going to love it too. So go check out Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. The Four Sigmatic Coffee is developed with extremely high-quality mushrooms and other superfoods, free of pesticides and mycotoxins. Say goodbye to stomach burns, jitters, and crashes caused by normal coffee, and say hello to a boosted immune system, increased productivity, reduced stress, and improved memory. 
Best of all, it tastes great and is quick to prepare. Just tear open the bag, mix with hot water or nut milk, and then enjoy. For all of you avoiding caffeine, the caffeine-free flavors are also delicious and offer similar benefits as the main mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic offers everything from mushroom coffees, elixirs, hot cacaos, and matchas. I'm on the go in Europe for the next few months, and I wouldn't be able to do it without Four Sigmatic's award-winning eco-coffee pods that are compatible with Keurig's 1.0 and 2.0 machines. These convenient pods contain organic and fair trade coffee from Honduras paired with two dual extracted mushrooms, chaga and cordyceps. Every pod is a perfect delicious brew that gets me through all those challenging travel moments. Discover the everyday magic of mushrooms for yourself with this awesome deal for From the Heart listeners only. Right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl, you'll get 15% off of your entire order. That's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use my special URL, foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash yoga girl. Foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl. All right. We are uh, back on track podcasting uh, with toddlers. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely challenging sometimes. But um, so if we were to move somewhere like Stockholm or Amsterdam, or I mean, where, where would you envision yourself living if we wouldn't live in Aruba? I think Stockholm. Yeah. Just like that. Nowhere else. Uh, it could be more places, but I have a I have a really strong connection with learning Swedish, mm. so it would be Sweden. And I know Stockholm now. I've been there like ten times, if not more. Ten times? You don't think so? Like a hundred times. Oh, okay. I thought you said that's too many times. <laughs> I mean, you've been like for three month stretches, like three times. Yeah. I mean, you've spent like I don't know, insane amount. Of we time we in we spent a lot of times there too, but yeah, I've yeah. we've been back and forth a while, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, and I don't know. I, Patrick lives there now. Olivia lives there. So we <laughs> have like. You just want to go where Patrick is. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. And there's a really nice uh, bike cafe there. Oh, so oh. I have my own life there. You do. <laughs> no, you do. You have a cute, like a cool little bike community, a bike gang over there. Yeah. And friends, and we have families. So I could see that. But do you think you could live in a city and not be, you know, not get like city fever? How regular Probably. people get island fever? I, imagine no ocean not just no ocean and no beach and all that stuff but imagine like sweden specifically october through march i can't imagine it no, because it's i've really never hard to ima- I, I, i've yeah. never been there for october that through march where it's not just cold and not it's and, and then it's something like oh we'll go snowboarding all the time like if you live in stockholm you don't go snowboarding all the time it's not like <laughs> you have a mountain in stockholm it's like six hours away you know it's like a whole thing so not only that but also it's really dark like dark you don't see the sun a lot for six yeah. months straight. That's the hardest part. Well, I have to experience it for me to judge it, for me to hate it. Maybe we should do a year. I yeah. don't know. One year. I'll go there. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> lessons. We have to do it before she's four. Why? Or five. Why? Because then she goes to like... That's so specific. Before she's four. What do you mean? But then she goes to real school. She doesn't go to real school when she's... Nothing substantial happens until she's like nine. Yeah, but there's a... There's a... How do you call it? Like they are... By law, kids have to go to school. Like on Aruba. If we're in Aruba. Yeah, but when's first grade in Aruba? I thought that was when you were six. six. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I meant. four. No. Yeah. That's still kindergarten and stuff. Yeah. Sweden first grade is seven. Okay. And then like, I don't, I don't know, like we, we have family friends who took their kids traveling and went from place to place or homeschool or whatever until like nine or 10, because then you start learning yeah. substantial stuff. But I don't know. I really like the idea of Montessori school and we have really good ones in Aruba now, which is fun. I mean, there's great options in Stockholm and yeah. Sweden and stuff as well, but it's just, it's, it's dark and cold and I don't know. I, I have this complete newfound, I mean, not newfound, but I guess a year since a year back, since having the baby, like I love Aruba. So I love our home, yeah, our house, yeah, our bedroom. We have it really easy. Yeah, we, just we set home. up a really good foundation there. Yes. Yeah. My bathtub. <laughs> no, my I love bathtub. home. I, I miss home too. Yeah. But, uh, not like I do. Not like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so going to school, could you imagine Lea Luna going to school like in Aruba or Stockholm or or somewhere else? Uh, I I can't compare it to Stockholm. I've never been to school anywhere outside of Aruba. But, uh, yeah. I always see those cute little girls walking 
in the in the city, like in Stockholm, with they all have to wear like these traffic vests. I know when they cross so the road. <laughs> that's not for school. That's more kindergarten. Oh, okay. But it's, and they have to hold hands like a yeah, human chain. It's, it's like super a, cute. <laughs> it's so funny. It's <laughs> it's super 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 cute. I don't know. I have a hard time seeing her like go to school school in Aruba. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know what it's like. Yes. And I don't know what it's like because in Stockholm. Because you imagine her going to school in Stockholm. But the same way you can't imagine. Yeah, but I mean, just the thought of like like the public school systems and how like the quality of the schools like oh, in my head i think yeah i think the school probably will be better in stockholm than in aruba like quality wise uh no offense to aruba but uh yeah i don't even know what the school looks like in, in no it's so in sweden so, so it's so like different. a tall building instead of like a, a big like in aruba i feel like the schools are big there's a big yard outside and I feel like in Stockholm, it looks like hotel. It's like, what? A, it's like a flat. No, there's <laughs> always a park or something around oh, yeah? it or like a yard, like a courtyard or something in the back. And then they have to hold hands and wear these and vests they have and to go there. Hands. <laughs> Not when you're in school. It's only when you're like little and when you're, when you're kids. But I don't know. I just, the, the idea of also like the fact that like in Aruba, you have to drive everywhere. Yeah. You know, she couldn't walk to school or she couldn't like walk to her friend's house or take the bus like as she yeah. grows older or like there's no public transportation really. All of that makes it feel like, okay, maybe Stockholm would be would be something. But I also have this feeling like, I don't know. Like, when do you have to even decide that kind of stuff? When they're a little older. So let's say when they're like 13, 14, I feel like a city is uh, way easier to get around. Yeah. But uh, also probably not as good. Like in Aruba, there's no crime. There's, you know. Yeah, that's one thing. So like in the city, you can get on a bus, you can get on a train, you can get on a tram, you can go anywhere, anytime you're free. But you're more exposed to not yeah, so good things. Yeah, and drinking and stuff. You're like more in, exposed to drinking. You're more exposed to drugs. When when do when do kids or people start drinking in in Aruba? I I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I would say around fourteen or fifteen, they try to start sneaking their you know their beer and their their so it's vodka. The same, like everywhere. It's kind of the same, but the difference that I felt maybe this is my personal experience in Aruba. Like I wasn't ever exposed to drugs. Maybe I was lucky in the group of friends I was in, yeah. but hearing stories from other people from Stockholm, like they yeah, they knew about life already when they were fourteen. Right, right. Yeah. Are you talking about my siblings? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> I hope not. No, I don't think any. You, no, no, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, it's definitely a different experience, but I don't know. There's also people that homeschool their kids. Yeah. Or you just kind of live at home. That has never been way. on my horizon. No, it's not. It's sort of, is it not even like like veganism? It's forty. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've never. <laughs> I felt like away. homeschool was always for rich people, and growing up, we never. It's had. also like a hippie thing. Like people that it's just don't agree thing? with people that don't agree maybe with the, what the public school system or what they teach. And how do they pay a teacher to come teach them? I don't know. I don't know. You should exactly. look into this. Yeah. There's is it ways. like the Santa Monica hippies? You, the Santa Monica hippies, <laughs> the hippie hippies. <laughs> No, but I mean, you can like teach your kid yourself. Yeah, but that's like a come on. What do you mean? <laughs> you can teach her all about like vitamins and stuff. <laughs> I would rather have someone that's educated teach my kids. You'd be like, look, Leona, there is the sun, the biggest vitamin. <laughs> it goes up from there. It goes down there. <laughs> she will learn so much. Oh my god. No, but I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess time just will have to, have to tell. Yeah. What I do really miss, like one of the major things that I do miss in Aruba is, I mean, friends for her, because there isn't really, like we have no kids around like our neighborhood where she lives. She can't run down the street and knock on someone's door and just yeah. be like, you know, at least now like we live, we live far away from everything else. I don't know the people, is there any community that's like that? Um, I guess if you go to the gated communities, like if yeah, you if, if you live at the golf no. court, <laughs> the golf course. <laughs> no, but I I have a couple of friends that have the same age babies as um, as yeah. Leia, so we just you just have to plan it better. Yeah. It's not like you just go to a park and then you'll yeah, randomly that's the see thing that's so another fun. Like you'll go to a park kid. with your kid in the stroller and you'll meet other kids and and you know there's more of that community. Yeah. being built everywhere you go when there's people everywhere and things to do everywhere which in Aruba it's yeah. really different like we spend a lot of time at home 
But yeah, we'll have to see. And I know, I mean, it would be, I, I was thinking about it now, like seeing Leah Luna and Hunter, Olivia and Patrick's baby together. Like it's the cutest thing. Yeah. Like really the cutest thing, the cutest thing, the cutest thing. And now, I don't know, like she, we have a little dress for her and she's going to wear the cutest little dress for their wedding. And Hunter has like a little, like a little suit thing he's going <laughs> to wear. It's, it's, ugh. that's kind of what I look forward to the most about this wedding is seeing them in their cute, like adorable little outfits. Yep. Are you, what are you most excited about? About seeing all my friends together again. Mm. I kind of feel like it's, uh, it's, it's not about us. This wedding is not about us. I feel like I have to tell you that too. That it's, <laughs> this is Olivia and Patrick's day. And it's the biggest <laughs> day of all time. <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's a kind of a little reunion. Because all of Olivia's friends are your friends. And all of Patrick's friends are my friends. So it's kind of like... Yeah like the wedding we had four years ago. It's really continued. similar, the guest yeah. list. Yeah, really similar. I mean, this is half the size. Can you believe it? Uh, I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah I guess. No, I mean, it, it is. It is It is like, it's the best of both worlds. It's the Sweden world and the Aruba world. I'm really excited about your speech. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The non-existent one? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you've been writing for months? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you. I'll stand next really to good. you and no, lift we my have separate up. speeches. Oh, that's not gonna happen, dude. Really. We have separate speeches. It's already like it's already been submitted with the Toastmasters for like a long time. Well, that's my first thing to do then after this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. You'll write something very. It, it can be like like. Okay, so people that, uh, I mean, weddings in the U.S. are really different from Swedish weddings. Swedish, Swedish weddings always involve Toastmasters because there are so many toasts. Yeah. And it's really structured and people talk for a long time. And it's, but it's also like that's the best part about a wedding is because it's so emotional and people tell these really heartfelt stories and everyone is crying. And I mean, it's, it's a really big thing. In Aruba, no one speaks yeah. ever for anything. Really, like getting the Aruban side of, of every wedding to stand up and, and no speak one, is really in Aruba. Hard. It's very against the culture to uh, to do like a look at me kind of thing. Yeah, to attract attention. Yeah, yeah. so us like going standing up, making a toast is like a look at me kind of thing. Yeah, of course, I know, but it's also you know because it's dedicated to Olivia and Patrick. It's just for them. Like it's yeah. it's look at them. It's like pouring love toward toward them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, whatever, it could literally be you standing up and just like toasting and you say you love them and then that can be your toast. But I can say that in private. No. <laughs> I don't need to say it in front of everyone. You need to because it needs to be balanced. This like, like Olivia has so many well, Okay, let's go back. You say you're going to help me. When okay. are you going to help me? Uh, I'm going to help you uh, when I'm on the plane on my way back from LA and I have written my speech completely. Then I will like draft like an outline from what you told me over dinner the other day that you want to say. Okay. Yeah. So I, like I know what you want to say because you told me like generally what you want to say. I'm not going to say more than that. And then I can like make like a little outline and then we can sit with it together and then you write it and then I just help you like tie the knot together. Okay. Yeah. Okay, if if you if it's like this, if it's like that, yes. yes. If it's not like that, then there's probably not gonna be any speeches. I'm gonna help you. I promise. I always help you. Yeah, but you're going to LA tomorrow. I'm going to Amsterdam. I'm gonna be in a bachelor party. When we come back, you're gonna be living in a bachelorette house. I'm gonna be living in a bachelor house. It's by then. It's not the bachelor. I'm probably gonna see you like in three then, weeks, lady. It's the maid. It's the it's the bridesmaid's house and the groomsman house. Oh. oh, so we have changed labels by that. But yes. Oh, it's uh, more classy. Yes, it's much more classy. No one is bacheloring anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Your bachelor party is over when it's over. Okay, it doesn't continue. Okay. Okay. No, and then we have like we have three, four. We have a lot of days before the wedding. Four days. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm nervous on their behalf. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. It's happening. I'm so excited. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. To take care of my body, I practice mindful eating. But we all know mindful eating is sometimes not realistic for many of us, especially with families, jobs, and the myriad distractions around us. Right now, I'm traveling, so raising my daughter, preparing for great leaps in my career all at once. So I don't always make food shopping, preparing, and planning a priority. I'm sure you know the feeling of having too much on your plate while not having enough nutritious food on your actual plate. Well, why don't you let this work be done for you for a change? Get quick, wholesome meals on the table with Sunbasket. 
Sunbasket delivers delicious meal prep kits with organic produce and clean, sustainable ingredients right to your door so you can completely skip the grocery store madness. All of the ingredients are pre-measured and step-by-step instructions are provided to make food prepping a distant memory. Your healthy and delicious meal is on the table in 30 minutes or less. No experience in the kitchen is required. Now, there are more options than ever. Just go to the Sunbasket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Whatever your dietary needs are, Sunbasket is there for you with paleo, gluten-free, pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, or any other meal options. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh produce, and each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. See how easy it is to be mindful and make mindful eating a priority to get healthy, clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There is something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle. Go to sunbasket.com yoga today to learn more and get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com yoga for $35 off sunbasket.com slash yoga okay so moving from there I mean aside from wedding after we after the wedding maybe we'll stay here a little while and then we're gonna go to Sweden you're gonna go bike yep yep I'm gonna work yep yep you're gonna hang with the baby yep last time we were in Sweden she was six months mm-hmm. now she's gonna be 14 something months she's gonna be a little bit more active she's like twice her age already from yeah. when we were there last that's crazy what do you look forward to the most? Going to a cafe with her and having a coffee in the park. <laughs> and hanging out at the bike. The yeah, hanging yeah. out at the bike cafe store. But, you know, before when you did that, she would just sleep in the stroller or she would just sit there. I can still make her sleep in a stroller. I mean, she runs now all over the place and she shrieks. And Should she's we get loud. her one of those backpacks no, that has no. a little tail on it? Oh my God. They're oh so God. cute. And you know what? If they run really fast, you can grab them by the tail. You mean a leash? Oh, that's what that's what it's called? Yeah, a baby leash. That's what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Like in, in city and traffic, like just the other day, like down here, like there's this tiny little road. And she like, wants to jump in front of a car. She wants to jump in front of the car. She wants to just run into the road. Like I kind of, I, like I get why people put those things on their toddlers, <laughs> but we're not doing it. Like we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Please don't do it. There's a monkey one. There's a giraffe one. <laughs> don't do it just stay present with our child elephant she won't one. be in the street she should not be close enough to the street that she could run into the road that's just that's just come on common sense but we're in the city there's streets everywhere yes yeah, she shouldn't she's not alone in the street yeah i that's, don't know what do you mean she can't walk down the street like where there's cars so i alone. have to carry her all the time clearly Ew. <laughs> what do you mean you can't have a one-year-old roaming free in the like in the car in the street with cars okay do you, wait i feel like i need you to repeat this <laughs> can you look into my eyes and repeat that you understand this i will carry her everywhere <laughs> we have a stroller i will stroll her and then you go to the park cafe park and in the park she roams and then i leave her there i go to the cafe get coffee come back <laughs> you can you can get the leash and do i tie her tie down her to a, to a tree <laughs> We'll put water out for her. That's good. That's all she needs. Yeah, a little bit of water. Maybe some olives. She's really into that lately. Oh, oh, I really miss her right now. My little angel baby. (laughs) All right. So, you know, we're going to be doing some, a lot of work as well. I mean, we're both working when we're in Sweden. Someone was asking, like, I can't believe you you can afford to take a three-month vacation. Like, I don't think people understand that, like, we're always working. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Every day, there's not a day where I'm not on my computer, answering emails, taking meetings, recording podcasts, writing things, social media, whatever. Like, we're always kind of working. I would love to have a whole week with none of that, but it needs to be a designated. But you can't. I can't. No. You're addicted. I'm, a, I'm addicted to creation, maybe. Like, what we're doing now, I, kinda, I, have, this, I have this feeling like... And checking like in and staying in touch. Yeah. 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 Well, for sure. I'm addicted to our community. I mean, that's for sure. And to what's on the horizon, my horizon of changing the world in a really major way. Yeah. But I didn't mean it towards social media in general. I meant it like to work. Business-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I can let go of stuff, but I'm like, I want to keep my fingers in the pot (laughs) all the time. (laughs) But I kind of feel like right now we're in this place of... It's like we're pulling back the bow and arrow, kind of. Like we're stretching it far, far, far back. Like preparing, preparing, preparing. And then we have this this major launch happening soon. And just the thought of it makes me like a little nervous with excitement. Yeah. I don't know. We have to stay on track and on course. 
Mm-hmm. I guess. And I'm really glad, like, yeah, yeah. And that's also part of, um, I was sharing in a post the other day on Instagram, like I never uh, block people in my social media ever. I mean, super, super, super rarely. Like if, if there's like a, an insane person calling people, like, I don't know, like racist stuff. Like, I don't know, I very rarely ever block anyone. And I kind of encourage healthy discussion if it's respectful in the comment section. And it's okay to disagree. It's okay to, you know, like negative comments is fine. And people don't even like it when I say negative comments. They're like, I'm just sharing my view. It's not the same view as yours. Maybe I shouldn't call it negative comments. For me, they're negative. If they're, um, you know, if someone is, if someone disagrees with what I'm creating, like, of course, I'm going to take that as a negative thing because for me, it's a super positive. Okay. You don't agree? No, no I, I fully agree. But I was trying to think, because you were using some words there. You're like, you say it's negative, And then some people say it's what they think. It's not negative. So it's not fair to call it negative. Mm-hmm. So can we like, like see one or two and then you can say if it's negative or if it's <laughs> not negative? See it one or like what? The comments? Yeah. Like for instance, I could see one that says, you a hoe. You a hoe. Yeah, that's it, a good one. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get so many of those. Is that a negative one or is that... He actually believes you're a hoe. Like I that's don't know. or she. Sorry, she. I mean, it's always a she. There's never. There's never a he. It's never a guy. No, oh. it's always girls. Um, maybe the you a hoe comment maybe is more likely to be a guy or like if someone says bitch or like you know yeah. you fat stuff like that. Maybe maybe I don't know. But um, I was thinking more in terms of like uh, yeah, people will say like you are. Yeah, like like something that I just brought up. Like, you are such a hypocrite pretending to be peaceful. You're actually so fucking dramatic, like so over you. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a really negative comment. Like, yeah. why do you feel the need to share something like that? And also, yes, I am dramatic. Like, you have to state yeah. the obvious <laughs> all the time. And then, you know, I might react to something like that because then I'm like, wait, am I portraying myself as this perfect Zen person? Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to pretend to be something that I'm not. Like, I, I like to think that I'm very yeah. unfiltered all the time, right? But to me, that's a negative comment. But to them, they're like, I'm just stating my opinion. Yeah. But there's ways to respectfully, like, for instance, when we have these new initiatives coming out, the new foundations, we have some more commercial things happening, like the Amazon collaboration or some uh, the, the business uh, business for change that we're doing, the yeah. mindful ads, things like that. There is going to be people every time that disagree with that. Um, yeah. But there, there are people out there that are stating their opinions in a really respectful way. And like, here is my point of view. Yeah. I would have liked it if you did this, X, Y, Z. And I read all of that. Like, yeah. I don't think that all those things are negative. But just sometimes I feel like, okay, we have this really good initiative for something super positive, And then there's this wave of like, we don't believe that that's going to work or, yeah. you know, your intentions are bad or like things that they have no clue about at all. Yeah. Or maybe they're not, you know, they can't be patient enough to see the actual release of what it is we're creating or I don't know. And then I take all of it as negative and then I'm like, fuck, I'm over this, you know, cause it's yeah. really hard to stay just objective and, and, and neutral with that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is to stay on course, you have to just do what you do. Yeah. Right? If you sit with everything that every person who doesn't agree with what you're doing or you should do it slightly different, X, Y, you know, whatever, we wouldn't get anywhere, like at all. Yeah. And I think that's, that's my practice now that we're like pulling back this arrow, this bow and, bow and arrow to release something awesome is just stay on course and focus on, on the support, on the really positive, and also on the constructive criticism so that we can grow and, and, and evolve and do better and be better, all of us together. Yeah. How do you feel about the launch? I'm excited and nervous and yeah. excited. What are you nervous about? Um, sometimes your, your dreams are too big <laughs> to finish on time. <laughs> what? When has that ever happened? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean the timeline that maybe it's not going to work out in the time? Yeah, time timeline yeah. wise, and then uh, you're very. Um, you always want everything to be perfect, and uh, it, it's it's difficult to get a team to see the same things as you see, and then to put it to life. Because mm. it's no one, not everyone can be creative. You're the creative one, which is awesome, but to make your creativity come to life, that's a whole nother thing as well so i guess that's the only thing i'm like kind of worried about for the product to match the vision you mean yeah mm-hmm. like the end game of everything to match Correct. the dream yeah for your uh, yeah basically so but for the rest i yeah i'm super excited about the launch i'm nervous about that too 
But sometimes you have to just let go a little bit. You yeah. know, it can't always be perfect, but it also can always yeah. be perfect. And if it's not, I'll just I'll just have something else to complain about in the podcast. That's true. <laughs> there we go. But it's big things. <laughs> I know. It's a little scary. Yeah. But good. Should we go check in on our baby? Maybe we should, huh? Maybe we should. We've let's, left see the... if, let's see if she's still tied to that pole with the water. <laughs> yeah, let's see if she's still out there. All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I want to say like a little note for thank you, everyone, for being so patient because I feel like we've had a lot of podcasts in a row where we're kind of hinting at something that's coming without actually being able to share exactly what it is. And we're getting closer every week. So thank you for your patience, for your comments, your constructive feedback, and your positivity and your love. And thank you, babes, for coming on the show again can we uh can we make like a little pact i feel like every time i'm on here you're like trying to make a pact <laughs> but it's, it's like a public moment it's like it's like you're on the spot you have to kind of say yes no for the rest of our travels yeah if i'm gonna try to be like to mellow out with the baby like to to chill a little more and then you try to chill a little more about the dog Oh, hell no. What? I thought this was so perfect. What do you mean? This no, is like I, a perfect deal. Okay, let's let's remake that back. <laughs> yes. If you do all the checking in of the dog, all the security with the dog, and the checking out, and then yes. I can carry the little dog everywhere, but uh, the go actually going through security I, and checking the dog in but do you remember like when we were at malaga airport doing this go, tra going to barcelona and i had the dog in one arm and the baby in the other arm yeah yeah and, and then, i had like the 10 suitcases <laughs> in the back <laughs> you're in the back with the suitcases but then i had to go through security alone and then i had to go with the dog and then i had to go with the baby <laughs> separately it was extremely challenging but you're doing so good oh my god yes 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 i'm su such an empowered woman doing but in myself. malaga going back that sorry if maybe we're going <laughs> off track here at that airport they had like a little yes. like a little gate to put a baby in a little playpen yeah so we had a baby and a puppy in there. In a playpen together, sitting there, looking all Just waiting. out. <laughs> yeah, super cute. No, but isn't that a good deal? We'll both mellow out on our, like, respective areas of stress and just, like, ease into the rest of the, these travels. I try. You'll try. Okay, sh let's shake on it. That's the lamest handshake I've ever... He's, like, limp handshaking me. <laughs> That's a fake handshake. You're faking it. I mean, this is how the French do it. No, that's not how the French do it. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks for listening in. Um, I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much to my guest, Dennis Schoenewald, for joining me on this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Quip, Four Sigmatic, and Sunbasket. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>